Welcome back to a brand new episode of Pop Cannon. This is episode 51. My name is Jordan. I'm Robert. And I'm Joe. Guys, today we are discussing the entire season of WandaVision. Series, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as- assumedly. <laughs> it's like a one-off. Um, mm-hmm. One shot, if you will. It, yeah, yeah, that's like a really great way to put it. Um, so what do we think? Good, bad, overall thoughts. Who wants to start? Yeah, Joe. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> I I really love this. Um, it's like, it's new territory for Marvel, moving to TV, not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. notwithstanding. Um, and it really, it felt like... We kind of said the same thing about Daredevil back in the day. Like, it was like a six-hour movie. Yeah. And it really worked. The segmented storytelling really felt almost like reading a comic book, which, like, every week had a cliffhanger. Um, It has a super different effect when you binge it all back-to-back, but it still worked for me as a fan. Um, And I think it was a really great way to tell a self-enclosed story and kind of bridge the gap for a character between movies. And, like, I love Wanda and I love Vision. Neither of them has really had a ton of time to shine on their own because they've always been in these ensemble movies. So it was really welcoming to see uh, both Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen get so much time to shine in their own series. And I think they really just knocked it out of the park. And um, whatever concern I think fans might have had about like the legacy heroes like Iron Man and Captain America being gone. I think letting those characters like Scarlet Witch and Vision step up into these leading roles, uh, if there was any concern on my part, it's gone now because I'm really excited for what's coming. For sure. I mean, I agree with all of that. Um, Yeah, I do too. I loved loved the show. I thought it was great. Um, I did think about like if it were a movie, w- how much of it would have been more streamlined. Like I think maybe the story would have been mm-hmm. pretty tight if it was just a film, like a two two and a half hour film. It would have been like a really tight story. Um, but I think they did a great job with everything, and I I literally walk away with no complaints. Like there's, I don't have much to nitpick in it. I think it was just really good, and I thoroughly enjoyed it and getting to dig deeper into Wanda's character because like you said she was been in in ensemble casts the entire time you know we've gotten some of her but we you know especially from the books themselves like there's so much to the character that it's like only uh, almost unconscionable that it's been this long until we've gotten more from her but um, I thought it was cool like one of my favorite little things just like as an overall was I think it was in episode four where um what was the guy's name Hayward mm-hmm. yeah. was asking uh, Jimmy Woo if she has like a, a nickname or anything like that and he's like no literally <laughs> no she doesn't and like I just like that being kind of in a middle area of the season to just kind of underscore what we're doing here you know like I, I like it just that moment just stuck out to me once I like thought about it at the end like they're really telling you what's going on here 
<laughs> very early on. So I like that. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, I really loved the show, and I just rewatched the entire thing today, start mm-hmm. to finish, and I think it benefited from doing a complete watch through of it. Um, although watching it weekly did have its strengths, watching it all the way through, start to finish in one sitting, uh, was fantastic, and it just yeah. goes to show the amount of foresight that they went into like how we're going to set this entire season up and how we're going to structure it 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 gave me what we should have gotten in spider-man was a serious take on the blip Mm -hmm. which that for me stuck out the most this season besides uh elizabeth olsen's performance and paul bettany's performances uh but we'll get into that well we will get into that but i'm just (laughs) saying like we got a lot of really big moments out of this and i Mm -hmm. think that just goes to show the importance that these disney plus shows have to the mcu and how i feel like in a post-quarantine world, mm-hmm. these are going to be what's leading the MCU into the next phase of right. what that is. Yeah, and I want to go back to something that you mentioned at the beginning of that, was mm-hmm. the binging versus watching weekly. Because I think that's a, a conversation worth having, especially with some of the blowback that the finale's getting. Um I think it's appropriate to at least discuss whether or not you'd prefer to watch this show one way or the other. And I think for me, it's way better as a binge. Hmm. Um, Because, as the internet tended to do, it ran away with zero information and people claiming to be sources and knowing all this stuff about what's happening and what's going to go down. And, like, that can only happen when you release it weekly. And... Uh, similarly in my opinion to the end of Game of Thrones people were entirely wrapped up in what they believed should happen because they ran they read fan fiction and didn't actually pay attention to what was going on in the show because they're too busy trying to extrapolate any other meaning from what they're actually saying Um, but I think it was better as a binge um, especially because it's just like you don't forget as many of the little story notes that that are going through and like when you watch it all together you recognize those characters immediately as opposed to like have we seen this person earlier was he over here was he in that like that kind of thing um so it helped keep that kind of stuff straight but i think it was better as a binge what do you guys think um i personally think it was better as a binge um just because they were half hour episodes Mm -hmm. so it was very easy to go through and just the story was very tight in general Mm -hmm. i i don't Mm -hmm. think that there was a single episode where i was like okay this is just dragging like yeah yeah, we we got a nice nine episode season long story arc and Mm -hmm. i even i even think the series could have benefited from being eight episodes 
Wow. But we'll talk about that when we get into the finale. <laughs> the age-old argument. <laughs> age-old argument. <laughs> Did they like, need It should less. have been two episodes short. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually disagree with you guys. I, It was really refreshing to have this kind of weekly release and just to have one something to like look forward to at the end of the week and also something to just kind of savor um mm. although i i also i think we all binged it today yeah. just to like mm-hmm. prep for this but um so i enjoyed binging it all at once but i definitely think i there's probably things i would have missed if i wasn't watching it week to week and i also would usually like be so excited that I would go back and rewatch an episode before the mm-hmm. next one. Um, and you catch even more that way too. I don't know that I would rewatch it as often if I took it all at once and then kind of yeah. let it go. Um, yeah. I also, oh, yeah, I there's, there's somewhere on a, on a graph, there's binge ability and rewatchability past each other. Yeah. Somewhere. And there's a, certain shows that are immune to that somehow, like yeah. the office and, for some people friends uh, <laughs> but like parks and rec for some people yeah but t- typically sitcoms <laughs> rewatchability versus uh rewatchability versus bingeability cross each other somewhere and they and <laughs> you never yeah. go back to shows that you like burn through and don't think about ever again mm-hmm. right and i they wanted to capture the 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 viral nature of and especially with everybody in lockdown or whatever like having the captive of the captive audience yeah. to be able to, but like that just led to people unfortunately thinking things were breadcrumbs that just, that just weren't and yeah. nothing materialized for them. So the people that are living in this theoretical world of what the show's gonna be. And then when you get what it actually is, you know, like for example, not to jump too far ahead, but <laughs> the song is called Agatha All Along. Yeah. Right? And what was the first thing I texted you after that episode was, well, now I'm 100% convinced there's somebody else. Even though they're literally telling me it is her all along. Yeah. I still was skeptical in believing (laughs) that there was going to be something additional with the words on the screen for me. (laughs) Well, you were also, you were very adamant from the start that it was Agatha, and I... I was worried that it wasn't going to be Agatha Harkness just because they were going to, they're so used to pulling a switcheroo. Right. It seems yeah. like they were going to Mandarin. I don't want to say it seemed obvious, but like, it seemed like too good to be true. So I was like, there's going to be something else. that's going to be like a big yeah. twist. Um, but no, it's exactly what people thought. But like, I, like the toxicity of fandom culture is definitely there. Um, yeah. But yeah. I don't think it's a reason to totally discount it and make everything like a mass drop, especially when yeah. they're trying to like keep subscribers. Like there, there's a whole other like financial side oh, yeah, to yeah, this yeah. decision besides like just trying to like restore like family values and weekly watching. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's I do... also like the bottom line and right. <laughs> you know year over year and things of that nature. <laughs> um, but I do really enjoy like the fan theories and like you guys know like i get really sucked into them and i go like way down rabbit holes that like i have no business being in 
but I personally like I don't get super upset when I'm wrong because I'm often wrong. Um, yeah, well, that's I mean that's just a, a self awareness thing about yeah. the nature of it. And I feel like if more people exercise that, it'd probably be a lot safer for creators to to try things yeah. as opposed to going like, don't want them to get upset. Everybody's got to go home happy. Yeah, but it's um, also not in Twitter's best uh, financial right. interest for people to react healthily to things so <laughs> there's a there's a mechanism here that's turning yeah. all of <laughs> the combustion engine of disney versus twitter <laughs> talking about the binge ability and the rewatchability, i feel like this yeah. series specifically has a lot of rewatchability. yes um mm-hmm. considering how dedicated they were to recreating sitcoms mm. of yeah. the specific era of each episode and i loved that that was one yeah. of my favorite things about this show was the attention to detail mm-hmm. and like speaking of that specifically like those first three episodes the 50s 60s and 70s um essentially hold up as their own sitcom yeah like throughout (laughs) uh which is a really (laughs) fucking like the levels of that of telling the the story we're not telling and then telling uh the literal story that we're telling as a sitcom with like all of the implications and uh, and the winks and shit like it's just that's operating at a completely different level but like as a show yeah within the framework of the show it was like very entertaining and they played with all the tropes <laughs> and all the stuff of the e- each era and i thought that that was like brilliant yeah that brilliant. was something that was trending when those first episodes came out people were like like do we have to leave this world like i would just watch this and right, yeah. right on my rewatch like i realized that i caught myself like i was getting sucked into mm-hmm. the story of her show rather than like trying to pay attention more to like the characters and what's going on um (laughs) which isn't a bad thing (laughs) no 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 and like the 50s one uh i feel like it's obviously dick van dyke because they circle Mm -hmm. back to that a Mm -hmm. couple of times but there's also like the i love lucy element to it agatha's song is like a monster's reference it was crazy everything is has roots in something from tv yeah yeah and then the 60s one that was bewitched. I that was bewitched. bewitched. Yeah. yeah, that was more bewitched than anything else. Like the '90s and the 2000s was uh, Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. yeah, I have so many thoughts about Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like the genre's placement on her timeline. It's about her like journey through grief and like. Yeah. Uh, if I could take a minute to tangent about Malcolm in the Middle. Um, well, like, well, because well, you're saying it's about, and it's basically, it is the the five stages of grief, and that's how they're kind of going through them yeah. through the prism of each of those eras and what those eras represent to those stages. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy deep <laughs> thought process about it. But like, once you get to the Malcolm in the Middle one, I think that's like the fourth stage. So you're not even at the end yet necessarily. Right. Because we still have to get to the modern family slash the office episode with the mockumentary style yeah. uh, sitcom, right? Um, so, like the fourth stage of grief is where Malcolm in the Middle is positioned, Joe. So take it away. From 
Well, also, right before Joe starts, I just want to say when her father gets home from mm. his day, all mm-hmm. of those different series are what's yes, in his right, exactly. case. So Which, go on. Yep. That's the other thing. They did a phenomenal job just, like, yeah. justifying it within the world. And yeah. I yep. love that. I like that the MCU doesn't always... I don't know if they've never done it, but most of the time they don't retcon things. They just expand on what's already there, which I really mm-hmm. love. Um, like, <laughs> no, nobody likes Joss Whedon anymore. But, like, they took <laughs> what he left for them and they didn't like throw it in the garbage can they just said like there's something more here um Mm -hmm. but malcolm in the middle has like a special place in tv history like it took off just because it was willing to show more of an honest family than i think when i was theorizing i thought they were gonna go with like full house for like the 90s show but malcolm in the middle is such a different and better choice because it's showing an honest family it's showing vulnerability and it's also showing Wanda kind of giving up more control of her show, mm-hmm. which also mm-hmm. as she moves into the like modern family office time, that's more of like a, a resignation phase. So she's completely it's called breaking the fourth wall, that episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really just like I'm not really holding up um, the illusion that we're doing. Like, yeah. And I mean, throughout that situation, when she's being almost a better Claire Dunphy than Julie Bowen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um she she's like she's saying all of those things. She's like she's not there. She's just going to lay in bed. She sends the kids away with this woman that lives next door. She doesn't care. She's like, "Go. <laughs> go with her. Yeah. I'll figure it out later." <laughs> and she has to. Uh <laughs> yeah. But that's another like way to tell that story via a sitcom is to make her have to then go there and find them. (laughs) She was so willing to brisk them away that now she has to go save them. But I, I love the, the fifties episode. Like I saw some, some person or some post where the first two or three episodes were getting grief. It was like, somebody was like episodes one, two and three of WandaVision. And it was like a face that was like not impressed. And then it was like episodes three through or four through nine of WandaVision. It's like a guy like smiling with like an okay. And I was like, that's kind of <laughs> bullshit to yeah. me because that those three episodes are what made everybody go fucking crazy. Yeah. And the, the other the, thing is the frenzy to find information. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was insane. The other thing is the quality of these. Like, it's made to look like gimmicky, like the in the show universe. But that plays really well because they committed so well to recreating those worlds. But then whenever you're outside of the hex, and I love the the ratio changes that felt. The aspect um, ratio changes. Yeah. It felt very like Noah Hawley, like uh, Legion-y, especially with like the themes of Legion. But um, you never really feel, it's never apparent that like, oh, this is a TV show. Like this feels Mm -hmm. like a marvel movie like the Mm -hmm. quality is all there they didn't really pull any punches with that which i really appreciated um speaking of disney's money they weren't wasting it at least (laughs) no definitely not so so let's talk about that for a second the the (laughs) legacy of the mcu on disney plus now um, that's a different show, Jordan. It's called Legacy. For <laughs> every Disney Plus show, they will release episodes based on those characters to catch you up on where you they're see, at. See, it's Just because I didn't games. watch it, so I didn't. You didn't? Know. No, I haven't no. watched any of the Legacy stuff. Falcon and Winter Soldier just came out. 
Oh. Yeah, well, I'm not watching that. I'm going to watch that, and I'm going to roll into the first episode, just like I did with this. <laughs> I watched the Wanda one, I watched the Vision one, and then episode one of WandaVision, and that's how the fuck I did it. It's <laughs> awesome. It was literally like seven-minute episodes, and they caught you to the second of where that character was the last time you saw them, and then the show starts. Yeah. Nice. It's brilliant that they did that. <laughs> what do you guys feel regarding just the next couple of things being like tv shows as part of the mcu um i mean it's because robert i know a few episodes ago we had uh talked about being hesitant moving towards this mm. direction how do you feel mm. now having watched the very first series no i'm super confident in it now yeah. i mean because i just think that this was done so well um i mean there's no telling in hands of other creators whether or not it's going to be as good um but it's certainly not going to be bad you know what i mean like i i feel like going forward it's at least going to be like okay yeah. that's cool <laughs> whether or not you, you like you're never you're never gonna i feel like you can't hate it i feel like that's progressing Marvel, the characters though. that you're you're already invested in them yeah so you're never gonna hate it it's just gonna move forward a little bit more so whether you don't ever have to revisit it, like certain MCU movies that I don't necessarily have to rewatch, because I know what the story is, how we got there, and I don't have to go back, you know. But there's certain ones that I watch over and over and over and over and over and over again because I think they're fantastic films. Um, so like, I don't know where this is gonna fall into that because maybe it's a little bit more time than you're willing to invest right up front. But like, I I don't know where you how you're going to be able to going forward be like top five MCU properties things that exist within the MCU film wise and you're going to have to try to like rank an entire series a season of television versus like a film and it's going to be very 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 difficult and muddy going forward that's kind of so the reason that I love this is because of just the sheer size of the MCU right now yeah. and the fact that you can only get like two, maybe three movies every year. And we even said in one of our discussions that Doctor Strange came out five years ago and we only yeah. saw him again in Infinity War and a little bit in Endgame. Um, so I think any opportunity to have more content and to have stories with these characters that, like you said, move them along and then they're able to be in a different place before the next big team up or mm -hmm. whatever the hell. Like, if I can see a story again that's not just, like, the opening scene trying to tell me what's happened in the years right. between Age of Ultron and Civil War, um, I really appreciate that there's that time made for those characters. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, those middle stories are what comic books are. Yeah. But it seems like most of the time film for superheroes is usually the beginning and the end yeah you know we don't spend we don't ever spend a lot of time in the middle of like where a comic book story arc would be for a character so it's when you get the opportunity to see that you know you have to like first acknowledge that that's what you're getting and accept that it's not going to be it's going to transform the character in a way but it's not going to be so transformative that it's gonna like shake the fucking earth of the of the universe. You mean completely because change it's a the smaller character? scale story, yeah. but it's gonna change the character. Yeah, yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like Wanda's transformation through this show shatters the core of the MCU right now. <laughs> but like it did like what happened in Westview is a small contained thing that's over with mostly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna get branches of it that hit elsewhere, but there'll be references like the MCU does so well rather than like how we keep hearing about Sokovia yeah. and what happened in Sokovia. Like it's not yeah. Westview is not going to be that yeah. level. You know what I mean? I like think that's the difference in the in the, the the weight of those stories to me. I think it also gives them an opportunity to cast more of like a focused net whereas like mm -hmm. the movies they're trying to bring in as many people as they as can many. Yeah. yeah i think they can have more of a targeted audience like wandavision is i would say a lot more of a mature theme than we've seen in most of the mm -hmm. mcu like this mm -hmm. just like a hyper focused study of grief through like a lens of sci-fi um uh, like <laughs> I, that would sounds more like an a24 movie than a marvel movie <laughs> to me um <laughs> Oh God, and then, now like, I looking the forward trailer. to, like, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to, like, She-Hulk, where it's going to be more of, like, a legal comedy. I think that's mm -hmm. going to serve a different audience, maybe, than WandaVision. For sure. Whereas, like, every, like, hardcore Marvel fan is going to take all of it in. I think there's yeah. also going to be some casual subscribers who just come across these shows that might not buy into everything else in Marvel. And yeah. that's a really good point, too, because considering all of the different genres that they could explore using tv mm -hmm. um i think that's what excites me the most because i'm a television guy more so than a movie guy because tv allows you the opportunity to really delve into characters and mm -hmm. stuff and tv was able to bring us agatha harkness which I think is one of the stronger MCU villains. Yeah. Just, I mean, that that scene alone in the penultimate episode with her mm -hmm. at the stake in Salem, Massachusetts, was awesome. Yeah. Like, that whole... Her whole story through the, through the show is... Agatha Harkness is fantastic, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And that's a character that, like would probably never make it into a film or would at least be relegated to like Wong in Doctor Strange where like you're not really getting a lot from that character but you know enough to be like okay yeah, yeah. so like the fact that you get a TV show that gets to bring you Agatha Harkness to, to the screen in any way is pretty cool and the fact that they left it open at the end of this to the possibility of needing her in the future i think is really awesome oh yeah because she has i feel like she would just have no choice but to help wanda like she there's no way that she'd be able to do anything against her she proved that <laughs> so like now she you know that's like her new coven mother if you want to put it that way or some shit like she became like the apex witch of the universe or something like it's really cool to to think about in that way and the possibility of Catherine Hahn coming back she's fantastic mm. she was fantastic she was like i mean elizabeth olsen like was the lead so yeah. she gets she gets the the gold but i mean like 
Agatha Harkness was like the the MVP of the show. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she really tied the whole thing together. Yep. Every time she would stroll in, like to a scene, she would kind of steal it. Yeah, yeah. But Catherine Hahn's been doing that forever, so long, playing bit parts and small parts in movies, and being the thing that you quote from it, like <laughs> Anchorman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and the like, uh, Step Brothers. I mean, she was fantastic in that. So I just, it's so awesome that she gets she gets to play in in the sandbox here now. Absolutely. I love Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen, her performance, my God. Unbelievable. Um, Swapping accents on a dime. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that they addressed that, though, because a lot of people had so many issues with her dropping Mm -hmm. the accent from... And picking it up. Yeah. The thing is, is, like, nobody has an issue if you drop the accent. It's once you then retrieve the accent randomly for no reason is when people are like well it's like hey, maybe don't it's a comment about representation though isn't it because she never saw anyone on tv that spoke like her so why yep. would she go into her fantasy world sounding like that yeah yep. and it it just goes to show like she's been in america for a few years now mm-hmm. it's she's bound to like start to and, sound and among more... the avengers too not yeah. just like but she gets street. it back, She's... which is a good thing too. Yeah, like she that's lose who it she truly is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I like, I like that. But I like, I like the commentary on like, she would speak the way that TV taught her to speak. But right. she was also like playing parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, which is like another meta layer of the whole show is that Elizabeth Olsen got to play multiple, be a person playing multiple parts. Uh, which was like fascinating to to see her do because she did I think she did great but I really do think that uh, the best one was was her was her Modern Family uh, bit like that is just I mean she was I, every one of them I love yeah. like the 50s one for sure 60s one absolutely 70s great the 90s one I mean it was like it was weird but it was like fantastic to to see her like that and then she hit the home run <laughs> emulating claire dunphy like that was unbelievable <laughs> yeah and paul I mean, i'm just gonna keep i that's a show that i'm like currently binging so yeah. modern family so like <laughs> to watch wandavision that episode and then like have watched modern family very recently it's like You're like which one am i watching yeah yeah because she she hit like all of the pauses yeah all of the all of the 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 comedic timing her mannerisms even were like so spot on it was scary holding the cup and like the the so good they said they had to go to like a sitcom boot camp so they like they studied these roles as if it was like shakespeare (laughs) almost that's so cool and paul bettany on the same note like yeah, when he was Jarvis, he was like a little snarky, but like as Vision, like the humor kind of came from his like philosophical deadpan a little bit. So to be yeah. able to see him like having fun and just be like a joyful character was very refreshing. Yeah, yeah, and dude, Vision was so great throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, just the character in in general, like the fact that remembering him, just the idea of remembering him as like super analytical of stuff would then make 
the, yeah. like the AI of the character <laughs> implode on itself and become self-aware. Like he became self-aware almost instantly. Yeah. Like episode one, he's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> but maybe it's like, maybe it's also like a, like a, like a commentary on like the, the natural order of things and him knowing that it's not, not real. Hmm. Like, he instantly knew that there was a problem with the character. <laughs> yeah. Something's so not like, right, he kept saying. Yeah, immediate red flags for him. Uh, just based on, like, his knowledge of everything. He's like, something's fucking up here. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the idea of Wanda bringing Vision back to life as, like, just this idea? It's crazy because she... She w- she used the power, like the connection that they have through the Mind Stone to regenerate him. And she did it so well that uh, Hayward's computer was picking him up as Vibranium. Yeah. Because that's all he was tracking was the Vibranium signature. Yeah. The decay so she, of Vibranium. Yeah, yeah. Which so is like, interesting because that's how he said, like, oh, she stole his body. When yeah, she never did. She did not. But, like, she was so good at it. Her magic is so powerful. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that she created vibranium from nothing. Agatha <laughs> even says she's the only witch with the power of spontaneous creation. Yeah. So she can yes. create matter out of nothing, which is physically illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and and her and her, her children are also another form of that as well. Yeah. Right. And I think... Um, I think this also kind of further digs into the idea that like the infinity stones aren't gone. And also we kind of just scratched the surface of what they're capable of and like yeah. what they actually are. Um, like, Cause both, both she and, and captain Marvel yeah. are essentially in the same area of power. Cause they got their power the same way. Right. Not but like, and we discussed that via text, but like, we all agree that Scarlet Witch had some sort of innate witch magical ability yeah. right. that was then affected by coming in contact yeah. with the the Mind Stone. Right, it imbued her with more power. It fused whatever she had going on with what it has, and became the chaos magic, which is not necessarily the way that the comic books deal with chaos magic, but it makes sense in the MCU to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we might get more, I, I feel like the Eternals will open the door to more answers on all of that stuff. Yeah, I think so Which too. will then hopefully tint the rest of the MCU in a way that you didn't realize. That's what I'm hoping for out of the Eternals anyway. Yeah. So Joe, what, what do you think about Wanda bringing Vision back? I... I believe what she said, that it was really just um, she made a body for the piece of the Mind Stone that was within her. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was exactly what he said. He's just like a memory brought to life. So she didn't really bring him back in any real capacity. Yeah. Um, right. Hayward really did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, like, I love how it was done. And I like Robert said, I love that boss battle kind of flipping on its head where it started as like a Superman fight with them flying yeah. around and shooting each other. But then it ended in a very in character way yeah. of just a <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Dude, 
one of my favorite moments from the whole show was the the visions having uh the discussion about what was it the ship of theseus the, yes yeah. that <laughs> like having that philosophical debate spinning around what looked like a library i guess yeah, yeah. which i think is even more funny <laughs> uh <laughs> having that really deep philosophical discussion and realizing that they are the opposite side of both of those things yeah. like that theory yeah like they're the opposite side of that theory so they're both him but neither of them are really him yeah and i think everybody thought that he was gonna fusion dance and become <laughs> one but uh, <laughs> i never thought i'd hear robert make a dragon ball yeah. reference but i think like I think it's probably for the best that they didn't. Yeah. yeah. But Vision essentially gave it to him, though. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, by uh, using his finger as, like, a USB to drop all of his information into his external. Did he get and the then... information from the series, though? I, I think... What's he... that? Does he have the memories from WandaVision, though? No. I was going to say, I think it's really interesting, though, that, like, the WandaVision vision exists yeah. solely within this show and within yeah. like her mind now right mm -hmm. but like he, he he just had so many of the most profound uh observations he and always like, does <laughs> it was just like i mean in the last episode for sure vision had me crying yeah. like for sure but the um, episode eight where she's walking her through like her history and everything like that vision and her on the bed, having that discussion yeah. was just like <laughs> so deep, so deep. It was fantastic. I lo like, and I love that we can get those moments because like, that's literally a moment that's on the cutting room floor from a film. Yep. So like, <laughs> because it's not snappy enough or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's no time to show all of that in the co in the course but like you know that they're existing otherwise within the film so it's cool that they that they went back to that yeah and it's super quotable i was just gonna say it was yeah. just a super quotable yeah. line yeah uh, that's like the i love you 3000 like yeah yeah <laughs> it's a little more nuanced than that <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sold on a wandavision series okay. a year mm -hmm. ago like the thought no, never yeah appealed to me more than like oh that's cool i'll check it out mm -hmm. uh after watching this i really just bought into their relationship like it's very clear watching yeah. it even in those first few episodes the chemistry that elizabeth mm -hmm. olsen and paul bettany share on screen yeah. it's just like magic when you see them as wanda and vision like together i believe that relationship i believe their love i believe uh, they genuinely care for one another. So it's cool that we got to see more of that relationship blossom. And it's 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 really profound that the the abomination vision <laughs> that was that was created or on purpose but for nefarious purposes um won't have the memories from Westview. Yeah. That's yeah fucking crazy to think about because how sad is that going to make her yeah when and if they come face to face again and he doesn't remember all of the stuff that like because he's not going to remember the children yeah and that's what I was all, all of that so that's like really that's that's really deep because that's going to be even more sad for her. but like i love that he just fucking 
pieced out. <laughs> See, I didn't like that. I wanted I wanted more resolution from that. But But like that's the thing is that now you don't you have no idea yeah. what piece of content you're going to be watching that Marvel puts out and then fucking bright white visions just going <laughs> to fucking be there in the corner somewhere. Like he's just going to pop up. He must and have I gone to that, space. That's what I think. He dude, but that's the thing you have no idea is yeah. he going to be in Guardians 3? Is he going to be in Doctor Strange? Is he going to be Silver in Silver Surfer? Like dude, you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> just is he is he going somewhere cosmically to rip open a hole through space and time to let the mutants in himself. He went, you don't know. He went to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting on a rock. I'm tired of these people. <laughs> Waiting for the dust to turn his skin red again. <laughs> um, he just becomes Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> what did you guys think of the twins? I love I love Billy and Tommy. I love Young Avengers, especially um, Kieran Gillen's run. Um, they're such good characters, and I'm so glad we got the post credits. That like, I'm glad that they like stuck to the kind of comic story where they're gone, but then they left it open for them to come back as well. Um, yeah. and I love that with them, and then all the characters that are on the horizon, like Miss Marvel and Kate Bishop. Um, yeah, we're really kind of barreling towards like a Young Avengers or Champion story. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited to see if they if that's resolved in Doctor Strange. I wonder. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be part of it. It's got to. I honestly, I I can. <laughs> I'll save it for the uh, our our future <laughs> pontification. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but I like I I like them as characters. I I not familiar with them from the comic books because mm -hmm. I haven't read like any young Avengers or anything like that but I know that they're part of the team mm -hmm. and it seems like they very quickly assembled that team <laughs> and got them on film and they're ready to go yeah so like young Avengers is for sure like simmering on the back burner ready to ready to pop because that's definitely gonna happen i feel, I feel like, like they're they've like filmed it already i feel like they secretly <laughs> filmed it already during quarantine like it really wouldn't surprise me if marvel one day just dropped on disney plus a young avengers film that would surprise me <laughs> but so so that's the thing like would do you think that young avengers would be a film or would that be a a, a series because all of these characters, right. I think most of them ha will have been through the series. Then it could it could be a direct to Disney, Disney Plus, Plus film. film. Yeah, okay. Like, that's, that's what I can see happening. I see series more, but yeah, yeah. I just think because most of the characters are coming out of the series, so I think that they would just continue that forward. Yeah, but I don't know. It didn't necessarily work well for Netflix to team up their series together. So. <laughs> um i liked the twins better the second time around watching it in, mm -hmm. okay. in a binged way um week by week at first they kind of annoyed me and i was like oh what is this gonna be well, they were crying so but as soon as they like got their powers in that one episode i was just like yeah. oh okay they're like doing a whole thing with them mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. like robert said like i i haven't read any comics with them in it so i hadn't known any backstory or anything i and i don't tend to look into 
that kind of stuff while I'm watching something. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. I'll wait to the end. I'll wait to the end, and I'll read everything that exists about them. Exactly. But I won't. I won't muddy it during <laughs> yeah. it because then I'll expect something. Um. <laughs> I also love that um, with the twins and with um, Monica, you kind of have this opportunity to give an origin story to a character within a, another person's story, which is kind of how Wanda and Vision's origin happened anyway in Avengers: mm-hmm, Age of mm-hmm. Ultron. But being able to kind of skip that first movie curse of like it's all about their origin and then drop her right into captain marvel 2 as photon already yeah Uh, Yeah. that's a really interesting idea going forward you've seen what her powers are but never like explored in any way right so you know what she's capable of so you're like her with captain marvel whatever the fuck they're dealing with is going to get its ass kicked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Introducing characters within other things, I think is really tricky. And I think they they did a really good job with Monica, especially like, yeah, a lot of her scenes, like when she's in the hospital and she (sighs) is finally told that like her mother died three years ago. And that was two years before she disappeared. Like that was such an emotional scene and you could see it in her eyes. You could see like the way she emoted was great. And yeah, uh, Tayana Paris really just blew it away in a show that like she was not the star of, but like she brought everything to it. It was amazing. I feel like pretty much everyone yeah. in this cast like brought it yeah well how did you guys feel about like returning characters like jimmy woo and darcy i, th- I it's welcome to see them yeah <laughs> I like like why wouldn't you utilize what you've already i mean obviously if the people are available to do it yeah. But like Aaron Taylor Johnson, <laughs> like, but why, like, why wouldn't you otherwise? Like, I think that that's a great idea. Yeah. It's stupid when production companies don't utilize the stuff that they have at their disposal already that they don't have to pay anything for. Yeah. You already fucking have these people yeah. just because the further, the more that you build on that the deeper all of it becomes and the more important it becomes yeah yeah because then you're gonna be like oh well he was here for this but then that happened and he dealt with that like so you're getting all of the character weight so the next time you see jimmy woo you know he's been through some shit already and now jimmy woo is associated with these characters as well as ant-man so like darcy is She's like, connected to a whole bunch of them now too. Yeah, so but like it's in a just different building trajectory. upon what yeah. you already have. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's awesome. Love that. I love that. I think, idea. The, and the the actors and actresses that they had obviously are fantastic. Randall Park as Jimmy Woo is awesome, dude. Yeah. And when he showed up the very first time, <laughs> he pulls his business card out <laughs> with a card trick. Yeah, and I was like, this is amazing. This yeah. is exactly what I want from this character. Yep. Yeah. And then he like breaks the handcuffs and he says flourish because he saw Vision do that in his magic show. Dude. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so good. Such good like callbacks. <laughs> He's so charming. Yeah. Uh, um and I love um I love Darcy's role just because especially with the Thor movies, the the first one especially, so much of the focus on where science and magic intersect. Yeah. And then 
bringing mad like magic more into the MCU with Wanda, mm-hmm. but also saying like you think that you don't have magic, but it's all the same thing, really. <laughs> like yeah. it's all just a different kind of thing. Yeah, and like and utilizing her for that to be a familiar face with the science of the magic, like in this show, <laughs> just you know the the and because Jimmy Woo associated with Ant Man, which is like that that the heavy sci-fi stuff that they're doing uh, in Ant Man, like it just <laughs> perfect combination of people from other stuff, yeah, to build a bigger and bigger snowball as it continues to roll down the hill. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the Scarlet Witch. Um, I loved that reveal uh, because it didn't come across as hokey to me. I know we talked about it prior, but it didn't. And even on the second time around, it didn't No, because it's not, it's not like a goofy nickname, like, Oh, you're uh captain America or whatever, yeah. you know, like it's a legend. Yeah. It's a thing that they talk about within the book. Mm-hmm. So it the played dark really well for me. <laughs> the book of the damned <laughs> book of the damned yeah like it was really cool the way that they um introduced like wanda seeing the scarlet witch which is a completely other discussion that we can have as to what she saw because apparently people are like she went back in time to give herself power to save her i don't know I think that's a little bit much where I think it's just like the Scarlet Witch is like a a title or maybe even a curse, not necessarily a curse, but it's like a thing that you get and you become, like you take the mantle of, like I believe that there's been a millennia of Scarlet Witch before her and she's just the next one in line of Scarlet Witches that have existed through time. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then there's the other theory that she is the singular Scarlet Witch through all of the timelines, and she is the nexus of that. So there's also that uh, theory floating out there as well. <laughs> but I just think that she saw what she needed to see to get through it, possibly. Like, I don't think that it's necessarily that deep. Everybody's going a little bit crazy with it, I think. <laughs> well, I think we also know the Mind Stone has its own kind of sentience. Mm-hmm. Like, the stones mm-hmm. all have something more than just this passivity of being rocks like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially since like ultron and vision were both like birthed of the stone so i think it has its own kind of autonomy and it whether it saw this in wander gave it to her i think probably saw it within her Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and really just helped her out and also gave her a preview of it and it just it looked really awesome and was like ghastly but also like breathtaking <laughs> somehow like it was very like are you talking was, about her costume or the the vision she had just the vision that she had like the yeah. like the the, the silhouette yeah. of it and everything like it was really i think she saw herself somehow but yeah but i don't think she like cut i don't, through I don't time think it's to, like her in yeah. the future yeah but i think, I think yeah. like that's a crazy that's a crazy it's theory. like a vision of herself right right that she was able to come and unlock later. Yeah. And I love that she takes it on and then Agatha kind of is explaining to her what 
she is. And the on the page, like the the character, and then there's the hex there's hexagonal shapes around her within another hexagon. So mm-hmm. it's like it, all of that idea just kept building on itself. And then in the post credit scene where she's in arguably apparently uh, she's in her astral form studying the (laughs) the book she's got the shapes around her the way that the book shows that they go around her so she's like and it also kind of looks like she's conjuring the energy while she's also like utilizing it so she's powering up or something (laughs) like or she's like traveling through another plane or some shit like it's crazy it's crazy to think (laughs) about all the shit that she could do uh so I want to I want to point out where do you think she is in that post credit scene? Because in my brain I'm like, is she in Canada? Oh, near near a certain Weapon X facility, perhaps. perhaps. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was just going for that because I was just looking for any excuse this entire season to for X Men bring the X Men in. <laughs> Well, like, it's perfect because she's the perfect bridge for it. You know what I mean? Like, she's the perfect bridge for it. And her final costume, I keep seeing the side-by-side on Instagram uh, that somebody did with Michael Fassbender's Magneto costume and Mm. hers. The coloring and the design are very similar. They're very similar. But it's also very like MCU y. Like it looks kind of yeah. like, like Hawkeye's vest almost. Yeah, because like, yeah, she has like, it looked like there were, um, a, for lack of a better term, pinstriping or whatever of yeah. like blue on her legs. And mm-hmm. his costume doesn't necessarily have that, but mm-hmm. like the tones of the colors are the same. And like it's, I like, I think like the more I looked at that picture, the more I was like, they were they going for that? I don't think so. Because I think it, it looks, it, not that it looks intentional, but it definitely is like, they're really sniffing the same territory. And if that was accidental, like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just circumstantial, personally. But. Well, then, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's just like a cool red color because she's the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. But um, it is a great red color, but it's also yeah. like kind of deep and almost purple, like. It, it's a fair point. It, it, it definitely is a similar color. Um, to the point of where she is at the end, I saw a lot of theories saying it could be like Wondegore Mountain, which is like a, a secret magic place in Marvel um, that I don't know too much about besides the name. <laughs> so I won't try to explain it. I don't know much about it either, Joe, so it's fine. <laughs> but she's definitely somewhere. <laughs> Have you heard any other theories about where she possibly is? Uh, no, I haven't. Have you? Because I, I heard that, um, and I don't know how much weight I put into it because I don't necessarily subscribe to the theories anyway. I just read them and go like, wow, okay. <laughs> um, wow. But somebody said, somebody said it's possible that the lake that she's on is the, is water that is filled into the crater that used to be where Sokovia is, like the capital of Sokovia. Like that she's there, but then like the mountains don't necessarily look the same. I yeah, mean, no. it's kind of snowy, but I don't know. <laughs> but I was like, that'd be kind of interesting if they did yeah. that to tie her back to there. But 
maybe i don't know i don't think it really fucking matters no it doesn't ultimately matter she's trying to be secluded and stay far away so the fact that we think we know where she is she would hate that yeah Uh, just seeing her astral projected yes reading was like once they once they went past her with the camera i was like who's in the other room yeah you know what i mean um and then they turn the corner and it's her and i was like whoa of if you gave me a list of you told me to give you 10 characters that i think would have been in there i wouldn't have put the scarlet witch so (laughs) they're also playing um when it gets to her it's either the same or it's similar to dr strange's yes. score yep it's the dr strange score yeah i think it's it's slightly different right. um it's probably her version of it it's just like a, it's like a, i think it's just deeper notes all around it i don't think it's the same exact right there like it's the same piece division. of music on a different and played a different way i was gonna say there might be the wandavision theme mixed in we should go back and yeah, listen to that. The the WandaVision Correct. theme permeated every theme throughout the show. The dun, 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 <laughs> over and over again. To the it's point everywhere. That I watched it. So I've actually watched the show all the way through. I haven't seen every episode three times, but I've watched the show three times, if that makes sense. Because uh, okay. <laughs> the last episode I've only watched twice. Because it wasn't available when I rewatched it for the second time. Um but fucking poser. When I watched it with I when I rewatched it the second time with Nate leading up to the eighth episode, my friend Nate. Hi Nate. Um <laughs> he was humming the <laughs> over and over again, and I didn't even think it was necessarily that catchy when he picked up on it. Like to me it wasn't I didn't realize it till I watched that video. Yeah. There was a YouTube video of a guy who like put all of the pieces together so you heard the 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 tune over and over and over again everywhere that they played it. Um and then after that obviously I heard it everywhere, but yeah. Nate heard it in like the first episode and started humming it. <laughs> which I thought was like, wow, he, he they, really they subconsciously it. got him the way that they really intended to. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> and I even mentioned it to him. I just wanted I just wanted to see it happen naturally. It was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, the music was was great yeah in this uh, the theme songs were all good they all were very specific to what was happening to the characters at the moment which i thought mm-hmm. was fantastic um because that happened uh the, the malcolm in the middle i think that was like the first one that i realized hey these lyrics are a little different in each one of these yeah. now yeah because uh, <laughs> it like because of the style of the music, I think you have to pay attention to the lyrics more just because they're like shouting it at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was the first time I was like, wait, are they saying something with every theme song? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the other thing is the commercials in yeah. each episode. Yeah. <laughs> which people really dug into. And <laughs> and your magic same, really messed me up. <laughs> it was the same actors in every yes. single one of them. So she just had those people on deck. <laughs> like just waiting to cut away to which i thought and was great the first the first commercial from the 50s episode didn't really seem like anything yeah you know what i mean like it kind of just seemed like just it, was it was a commercial for the era and that was it yeah but later on you find out that the the light that's beeping is the fucking bomb that didn't explode which is like and the design on it is like the same thing that's on the actual 
uh, the missile itself, which I was just like, that's just such a fucking level <laughs> that you're, you're never going to know that unless you rewatch it. But you're I never going to know I th- that. I think each commercial is indicating a piece of her trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the bomb yeah. and then you've got the explosion in Lagos with the napkins mm-hmm. and the paper mm-hmm. towels. Hydra um, all over the place. Yeah. Oh, the hydra soak. The And then you've got like the Strucker mm-hmm. Industries, the watch, the watch with the, yep. the clock faces where they look like the staff. Mm-hmm. So... The only things were Yo Magic and Nexus were things that she didn't know about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, is that coming from her? Is it coming from the Mind Stone? Is it coming from Agatha? Um, yeah, because there was a lot of... I, we discussed it, I think, a little bit via text, but there was a lot of discussion about what the nexus meant yeah and everybody scrambled to find a meaning for the nexus i I don't think it's the wi-fi place (laughs) (laughs) but like i think that that's a good pull because that's also the name of it so like you don't know you don't know where they're going with it until the next episode (laughs) which is another detriment to not being able to watch it all the way through because the show lends itself to people hanging on to details that maybe didn't need to like Maybe it was like her subconscious alerting her to the uh, existence of the Nexus, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming for the purposes of the show means the Nexus of the multiverse, which I'm assuming exists in Agatha's basement. <laughs> no. Is what it seemed like at that point. I think that was just like she built a little cubby basically for herself, like a little pocket world yeah. in the basement to sit in. I don't think that was the Nexus, though. Okay, well, I mean, obviously, like, they didn't go any further within that to... But, I mean, sh- there were doors to other universes that she was creating. Yeah, but also, her... like, think of it like um, the Sanctum Sanctorum, like, where yeah. they just have doors going yeah, across that... the world. To everywhere, yeah, I yeah. think yeah. it was more like that. Okay. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it was the Nexus itself. Granted, I don't know if, like, Agatha serves, like, a higher master or something... But. <laughs> well, I mean, from the way that she was like, you're going to need me, mm-hmm. right. you're going to need me, wait, like, it makes me think that she's aware of some incoming threat. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah. So, But, like, the the colors of the magic, I feel mm-hmm. like, are not random in any way. No. Oh, definitely not. And the the purple of Agatha's magic, like, kind of really looks like the Dormammu uh dimension like the dark dimension it kind of just really looks like that yeah yeah like i was and really I'm sure struck it's by intentional that. like because none of that is just like oh yeah just pick like purple whatever yeah yeah like, it, it's a meticulously dis- decided yeah. upon <laughs> piece of information that they go through yeah <laughs> it's definitely not like uh, I don't know, cyan, whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just go to the color wheel and spin, 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 and there you go. Yeah, no, it's definitely intentional. But like, speaking of like Agatha's magic, the the Salem scene where the the witch magic is like blue, yeah, and then she, it's like Agatha is like a witch, and that's like her class, and then she has like special powers. With it, like she has a special ability within her class, yeah. and that's like power sucking, like, and that's what she does. Yeah. And I think that it was so fucking cool that she used it twice. 
at least within the show that we got to see where she tried to use it on Wanda at the end and it and it, it worked but it really didn't work uh, <laughs> which I thought was awesome yeah the the way that they pulled the the thing with the runes like yeah yeah oh my fantastic God. and really dedicated storytelling yeah and Amanda asked me um afterward she was like so how when did Wanda put the runes up and I was like I think technically she could have put them up immediately upon leaving Agatha's basement it was while they were she was throwing yeah upon rewatch yeah yeah. she's throwing and missing Agatha and it seems like it's accidental (laughs) but she's actually casting the fucking runes all the way around the head yeah which I was like, holy because shit! Because Vision that was goes awful. after her to try to stop her, and she's like, "No, I got this." She basically <laughs> yeah. like gives him a look. Yeah, it felt um, a lot like um, like Doctor Strange's gambit at the end of his movie, like, yeah. Yeah. Was, like <laughs> outsmarting the villain by seemingly giving himself up. Yep. Yeah. Which still plays, by the way, because I rewatched Doctor Strange recently. That's <laughs> absolutely still fantastic. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm excited for the future of the MCU, uh, and this this show specifically opened that door. It opened an infinite amount of doors, actually, <laughs> a multiverse of doors. Of doors, real fake doors. <laughs> real, come on down to real fake doors. Uh, but yeah, I'm very very much looking forward to seeing my favorite Avenger Wanda Maximoff as the Scarlet Witch maybe do something crazy with Doctor Strange. <laughs> Isn't it it's it, Joe, you'd probably be able to confirm this more than anything, but she kind it like it, it almost was like she has the Phoenix Force. That's right? what I was thinking too. It was very gra- similarly like- <laughs> Uh, she's presented. an omega level threat. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I'm like a power level, yeah. But it's not the same. <laughs> I think visually, no, 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 no. I'm not I'm not suggesting that it's the same at all. Yeah. I'm saying that like it almost looks as though like if she's the kind Phoenix of like force drunk existed in the MCU, this was it. In a way, yeah. Cuz yeah. that's what it seems like her level of power is is that and they said she you're said gonna she's going to end the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like another allusion to that idea. I think she's going to be the um, inciting incident in Doctor Strange. And like whatever oh, yeah. the problem is, Wanda's going to cause it. And whether she's like a pseudo villain or if like she teams up with him off the bat, ultimately they'll probably team up by the end, I assume. But yeah. I think, yeah. I think her, that that's a safe bet. But yeah. I think for sure he's going to have to try to neutralize her and that's the thing that's going to kick off his because it's possible that with just with the the post-credit scene her hearing her son's voice through the void right causes her to (laughs) bust open the multiverse to find those children because they exist somewhere Somewhere. within the multiverse right and she's gonna pull them out to to bring them to her world and Doctor Strange is not going to go for that because that's illegal. But she's but, more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Dude, how fucking awesome was that to just hear straight out? 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no more. There's no more. Like no, they're like here and here. It. They definitively told you which is which. <laughs> when I heard that, that had the same effect on me as hearing Doctor Stephen Strange yeah. in all the way back in the Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah. Like it it just gave me that feeling of like excitement for the what's to come next. Yeah. So cuz especially if she's using the dark hold uh which is everybody's been assuming which I think is probably correct is the book that was missing from like the banned book list over in the ancient one's house. Uh <laughs> <laughs> There was a, a very obvious book missing, and right. this one might fit there. Yeah. Which, sure. I mean, I don't know if he gets, like, a page on his multiversal threat pager to let him know somebody's using the, the book that's missing. But um, I feel like he's going to have something to say about it. I mean, Wong's in charge of the library, so... That's true. That motherfucker. singing Beyonce. <laughs> 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 but, like, oh, man. So what do you think? What do you think hearing her son's voice from the beyond is? Because it sounded very poltergeisty. But uh, <laughs> is um, he going to go to the light or what? I I think it, it it has to do with the multiverse theory. I think yeah. I think well, she's going to go to a dimension where he does exist and whatever. It but could be know. that. I think it could be she goes to a different dimension. I feel like I've been. Um, hurt too 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 many times about <laughs> the multiverse and the MCU being teased with it, and then have it ripped out of my sweaty little fingers. Well, well um, Joe, we're gonna get Tobey Maguire. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew Garfield ordered Uber Eats in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks, on Pop Cannon. Oh um, my god! But okay, so stupid comics thing is that Wanda grabbed just random soul pieces out of nowhere mm-hmm. to make her babies in the comic books and it ended up Agatha Harkness expounds that um, the pieces she grabbed were sh- shards of Mephisto's soul yeah <laughs> that then Mephisto was restored and then on his next defeat somehow she was able to take those pieces and make Billy and Tommy within the world and like it's really weird because like they have their own families and like their own parents, but like they still mm-hmm. recognize like Wanda's my mom, but also these are my parents. That's weird. Yeah. Interesting. So that's comic books. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I, I also think it's possible because Agatha kept saying like, I could ge- I could show you the errors in your spells and perfect them and make it so mm-hmm. that like, She's like a Loki character, though. Like you can't. No, trust I know, what she but says. I'm just saying. I'm wondering <laughs> if Wanda is looking for a way to make it oh, possible yeah. to make yeah. it work. I mean, the Darkhold is where that information would be, because it's it's the it's their fucking Necronomicon. <laughs> like <laughs> it's the book of of all of the bad, all of the bad. There's a chapter everything that bad just is in that book. How to make a baby, and then in parentheses alone. <laughs> how to undo auto delete because <laughs> there's so much that's like possible mm-hmm. coming out of the end of that like and that's what i think is really cool about it is that like the westview story is over yeah. but wanda's story obviously continues forward and vision's story continues forward but in what way 
you know what i mean like yeah. we get everybody's ended up in in a in a very weird place having gone through this see i'm kind of not a fan of the idea of like white vision being like the real vision because it it to me undersells his sacrifice in infinity i don't War. think they want you to think that though i think he's something new like i think he's he's got all the data of the old visions yeah like, but it's not actually purposes. him yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's gonna he's gonna operate very differently yeah and like there was a the one theory that was floated out there was like uh ultron when um when shuri was separating vision from the stone in infinity war mm-hmm. um because ultron also exists within visions uh creation and Data. circuitry or whatever yeah. that Ultron possibly was one of the things that got separated while she was doing that, like the Ultron code or whatever you want to call it. And it backed itself up to some cloud somehow. (laughs) And then that vision is somehow going to get it and it become a different, a a different version of Ultron or whatever. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was how Jarvis survived in the first place, right? He hid himself within Ultron's code. So why wouldn't he do the same thing? Yeah. That's like very exciting, <laughs> and it makes yeah. Age of Ultron that much more important mm. within the MCU, yeah. which is like that movie is now like the like a huge hinge on everything that came after it. I also love that Wanda's ending here is exactly what Vision said in Civil War. He was trying to protect her from, like yep. his line of like I want them to see you how I see you, and she ends up with everybody just terrified of her. <laughs> which is definitely not what and it's he also <laughs> she's now for the first time in her life completely alone like she doesn't yeah. have her brother she doesn't have a team she doesn't have the vision she's she's just wanda yeah, yeah. and she's, she's focused now she's focused solely on uh forward it feels like yeah which is like great that we got this show yeah. to put all of that to bed for her yeah you know what i mean well this allowed her to let go yeah. That was yeah. the like whole we, point. We went with her through her journey of letting go. Yeah. yeah. She never got the f- emotional fallout from that because she vanished in the snap. Yeah. You know, so... It, she got it, a little extra trauma on the way, but she got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, vi- and Vision's, like, goodbye to her was fucking gut-wrenching, dude. Uh, dude, I cried both times I watched yeah. it. I cried. Yeah not afraid to admit that because it was really beautiful and paul bettany had such a great delivery in that final monologue like i mean he's been he's been delivering really well the entire time he's been in employment with them yeah yeah (laughs) even as jarvis he was yeah he was a that's what i mean like his delivery as jarvis was fucking whip sharp (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it hasn't gotten any any work. It's just changed. Like, yeah. And the fact that his delivery has changed so much. But the way that he walked into that room and he turned the light on and he's like, the yeah. way he delivers that line about, I heard it's not good to say goodbye in the dark. Like, just something about it is it's charming and it's mm-hmm. like comforting. Yeah. And, and it's playful because it, she calls yeah. him on it. And she's like, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. It's, and yeah. that's, and then they get in that moment to to showcase that that chemistry again 
like as it's coming to a close like that little back and forth really quick because i mean it was like you said earlier man it was just it was great throughout their chemistry was fucking palpable like there yeah (laughs) yeah even just the gut-wrenching idea of like how do you put your kids to bed the night that they're gonna be unmade (laughs) yeah like that's insane yeah and people are analyzing her um thank you for choosing me to be your mom line that's like such a mom line but i mean it could be something who knows what does it mean (laughs) (laughs) mephisto (laughs) uh so real quick do we have a favorite moment from the show if you had to pick one just off the top of your head it doesn't have to be like the moment yeah. but a favorite moment from the show i i mean i really liked i really liked the vision fight and then becoming what it was like i really like that he started like doing the only thing he really knew how to do was just fight him but then realizing like if he's me i can talk to him because i would listen to yeah. and them going through that but i also just really liked all of the tropey sitcom stuff that they went through at the beginning like the tropes are there because it's like tried and true but then like when you execute them perfectly (laughs) it 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 doesn't it doesn't show as like corny anymore you know what i mean like it and they i feel like they just hit every note of those all the way through Mm -hmm. i think for me my favorite moment in the show was the the snap mm, the return mm, mm, from the snap because of the, the gravitas of that situation mm-hmm. um i just loved seeing that finally on screen it made me audibly scream out loud at the television like oh my god or whatever when she but, ran into that dude in the hallway yeah. it was very jarring <laughs> yeah um but also like just those moments between vision and wanda throughout like it really captured the emotion and made me give a shit about their relationship yeah so joe what about you anything um the most like heart racing thing was when she expanded the hex for me and just like seeing like one like it was just funny to see it all turn to a circus um but like just like the urgency of everyone like trying to get away and it like just like nipping at the back of the car um that was cool and of course that was like the cliffhanger moment um to like really like most of tiana paris's scenes but especially in um episode four i think is when they Mm -hmm. show you the conversation that led to her expulsion Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like when as soon as wanda mentions pietro like her whole demeanor just changes because she gets it like she's like that's what this is about and like it all falls into place for her right there um and just like without she does like go into question it later but like without saying a word like the performance that she gave was just amazing and then they circle back to that moment at the end where she's like, I would do the same thing to see my mom again. Right. She's like, so there's, right. there's Especially no hard feelings here. Because, like I, like, I loved her origin and, like, her going through the barrier. But, like... Three times. Without those scenes about her relating and having that grief mm-hmm. as well, it, Monica, like, doesn't really have a place in the story. But, like, that really right. roots her in this story that, yeah. like, she needed to be there. 
Yeah. And we didn't even really talk about Evan Peters. No. Uh, Boner. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> it was fun to see him show up and get to it play was. around in the sandbox for a while. Yeah. And yeah. if that's all that this was, then so be it. And I'm sure he was glad to be able to come in and, and, and do it. get to do that role again within the MCU. Mm-hmm. Do you think he keeps the powers? <laughs> Well, no, because it was it was imbued in him in that necklace. Were yeah. the powers in the necklace? Yeah, or... I feel like <laughs> that's what I, I was. Led that was to what was in, yeah, that yeah. was the enchantment on him was that. So I feel like he yeah. wouldn't be able to go fast now. Yeah, maybe because he doesn't even remember <laughs> what happened. Um, but, but I I I thought it was really like it was a it was absolutely a jaw dropper when they reveal him because I was like, holy shit, they're doing it. Yeah. And they did, but not really. <laughs> and there's like three different meta levels to having him play that character. Yeah. Like it's fucking so deep and crazy. Uh, just like on a universal level, like the fact that they, that guy lived in town and all of that shit <laughs> um, just happened to look, you know, like we know like just like constant winks towards the audience throughout the show, yeah. I feel like, yeah. and that's definitely one of the biggest ones, obviously. But you know, I don't necessarily want people to be upset that that's probably it for him doing Quicksilver. But like, dude, come on, man! Like, what the fuck. <laughs> that character's <laughs> already had its moment. They gave they the gave show. you they gave it they gave this to you. You know what I mean? Like, what a fucking playful like. Could you imagine if anything else was like this playful with their audience and people were like, oh, I don't like that because it's not what I want. Like, come on. Yeah. Joe, what did you think about Evan Peters? Um, Like I said, like it was frustrating between like Spider-Man Far From Home and with the Evan Peters cameo, basically, um, to have like the idea of that multiverse dangled in front of me and then ripped away which like it's in the title of doctor strange so it better fucking happen now (laughs) no well see it's the multiverse of madness because you're just going to be mad because they're going to talk about it the whole time (laughs) it's just doctor strange on twitter the whole time the second post-credit scene somebody will fall through a portal and go to another multiverse and then in the next thing we'll see an actual multiverse, but then they'll change it again. No, 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 no. It'll it'll be Spider-Man 2099 from Into the Spider-Verse showing up. <laughs> and then it'll just be a, just a CG cutscene right. post-credits. And that'll and that's be it. it. Well, I think even What If should tie into the multiverse in some way. Like That'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, like I think they should say, like, these are possible realities. Yeah. Like, yeah, it would be really awesome if what if one of the one of the middle episodes of what if was actually an origin story for something that they're going to go forward with like, <laughs> it, that would it be ends with billy and tommy awesome. calling their mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Backdoor pilot. Dude, no no let's call her let's call her it'll be funny <laughs> mom <laughs> and then cut to and she it actually it. happens within the Malcolm in the Middle episode, and it was uh, Evan Peters' ID. He says, "No, nah, just pretend you're dead. It'll be so funny." <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! She's gonna hate it. <laughs> it's like like the fucking circles upon itself. But um, that's awesome. Yeah. So beyond my multiversal frustration, I did enjoy him coming back to that role in its own way, and yeah. he really brought like the chaotic big brother energy to the malcolm in the middle episode for sure that like really made 
really fit in with that era. Yeah. He was Francis, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, any final thoughts on WandaVision? I think it was fantastic. Um, definitely, definitely probably going to have to re-binge it before Doctor Strange, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, but Doctor Strange 2, I should say. <laughs> um, but I think, it, I think it was just like really, really well executed. And um, the disappointment surrounding it from the fan reaction, I think, is like fucking bullshit. Uh, but that's that's just me. That's why we do this. Showbiz baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I really really loved this show. It's going to become a annual part of my MCU rewatch. So when I do go through everything, this will more than likely be in that. Oh, yeah. Um, like in a rewatch where you're doing everything, this has to be in It's it. got to be at yeah. this point. But I'm very excited for the future. Uh, I'm very excited for more Elizabeth Olsen in the MCU. Mm. She's my favorite Avenger. She's been my favorite Avenger. Um, and I literally cannot wait to see the Scarlet Witch as the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Right. Uh, so. Joe. Um I I love this. I think we even forgot to mention that this was the first Marvel content we've gotten in over a year. Over a year. Yeah. yeah. Um and it really like it just was almost overwhelming like coming back to that. Like I didn't know how I was gonna feel with new content coming yeah. out. After, I like forgot how it felt. Yeah, yeah, after Far From Home was like the last thing we got, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I could be wrong about that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm very excited for the future of the universe. Um, I'm excited for these new series coming out. I'm even excited for the making of episode that's coming out next yes. week. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, we were coming off of a really shitty year that seems to be a shitty year and a half at least. Um, but the future of being a nerd <laughs> it seems pretty bright. Nerd futures up <laughs> <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Taking vision to the moon. <laughs> and you know what that means? Uh, you're gonna get plenty more content coming from your boys at Pop Cannon. Thank uh, God. And this has been our WandaVision episode. So thank you very much for watching and/or listening. Uh, if you would like. You can follow us on social media at Pop Cannon. Yeah, check out our new logo. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's very, very pretty. Uh, we are also available on your favorite podcast platforms, so make sure you are subscribed on there, as well as on YouTube. And you can always rate and uh, leave a review for us, because those, those help. And we don't have a lot of like written reviews, so it would be like sweet if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, you could follow us individually. My name is Jordan, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. I'm still Robert, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Yesball. I'm Joe, and you can find me on Twitter at Joe4Broke. That's F-O-R. <laughs> F-O-R. F-O-R <laughs> Broke. <laughs> so, uh, once again, thank you very much for checking this out. We have a ton of new stuff coming in the next few weeks and months. 
So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, I think our next episode will be the illustrious Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. Four-hour film. So get ready to hear us talk about it for probably four hours. <laughs> <laughs> so but that's next. That's next. This has been WandaVision uh, for Pop Cannon. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. I'm Joe. Thanks for watching, and we will see you on the next one. Ha <laughs> ha